0: Boss Ladies, we are here with another episode of the Worth to Wealth podcast, and today I'm so excited to have with us Ms. Erica Reed. Erica is a psychotherapist and leadership development consultant with over 20 years of experience in the field. Erica helps leaders and team members work better together. With a focus on soft skills development and mental wellness, Erica optimizes the personal and professional strengths of employees, resulting in high-performing and collaborative teams. Taking her clinical expertise to the classroom, Erica is also an adjunct professor at Catholic University of America and Bowie State University. Erica, thank you for accepting the invitation to join us here on um, another episode of the Work to Wealth podcast. And how are you? I am doing great. Thank you so much for
1: inviting me. How are you today?
0: I am great. just great. And we're going into the holidays. So, you know, that's always a great, good time of the year for me. Um, So can you please share with us a little bit more about who you are with the Boss Ladies Worth the Well?
1: Sure. Well, as you mentioned, I am a psychotherapist by education, by training, um, essentially working with people one-on-one generally speaking, but also work with couples and families to really find that place of peace and healing. You know, sometimes people have been through some stuff rather than in their past or more recently. And sometimes it takes just having that objective person to help guide them through the, the current challenge and helping them find their solution. And it's something that I'm very passionate about. I I love what I do. I think we all need to have a focus on our mental health and I don't think enough of us do so because we don't quite understand what therapy is. So that's definitely been something that's been my passion. But what I came to realize is people come and they sit on my sofa and they talk about their stuff and then they leave and they go to work, right? Right. (laughs) So they take all that stuff with them to work and it impacts how people perform at work. It impacts how people relate to each other at work and it became a vicious cycle. So I decided I needed to take the stuff to the workplace as well to help workplace environments, cultures, leadership, employees everyone um, regardless of what their position is to understand what it means to have healthy communication to have healthy emotional intelligence and generally speaking work better together
0: right great that's good stuff so with the work to wealth audience we speak more or a lot about monetizing your work and what you do Uh, monetizing your gifts your passion and all of that and it, it is about your entrepreneurial journey so with you can you share with us more about how you have monetized your work basically and what your entrepreneurial journey has been like how did you start was it private practice were you working as an employee or you know how how is it that your journey started
1: Sure. Well, after I finished school, I went into the to the world as an employee. I started working at an outpatient mental health clinic in my field, right? And I enjoyed the work, and I learned a lot. But after a few years, I realized that I didn't want to do this working for someone else thing very much longer. So yeah. I created the path of going um, into forming my own private practice now the challenges and if there are any mental health professionals out there that are listening to this you will definitely relate to what I'm about to tell you when we are in school learning how to be a therapist to learning how to help people they don't teach us any of this business stuff and they definitely don't tell us anything about money we are just put here to help not to make money so that was a hard lesson for me to have to learn how to monetize my gift and to really act as a servant, but still serve myself as well. So that was a hard transition as I went into an entrepreneurial business owner, private practice owner to figure out that whole money piece too. Right. But what was the
0: uh, trigger or triggers for you? Um, Because of course, we can think about it all the time. And we know that, we're no longer um happy with just being an employee or whatever, but of course there are some mind shifts and some changes that we need to make. You know, sometimes some of us are pushed out there, you know, or we're let go or whatever it is, or the contracts are canceled or not renewed. Um, but exactly what was the pivot? I mean, not the pivot, the trigger or the triggers for you that just um that removed the fear, because fear is a big thing as well, of course. Um when you're on this journey so exactly what was it for you that just when you just said okay um I'm, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired or I'm just going to do this now whatever or, and it may have been a bridge for you who knows I mean but how what was your journey with that or the path for that
1: yeah that's an amazing question and one I probably haven't thought about in a long time but if, mm. as I'm thinking back it really was poor leadership you know, I, I really enjoyed the work that I did. Um, I knew I wasn't going to be there long-term because I wanted to work with a different population, but it was the leadership, which I guess is full circle based on what I do now, right? People- right, I
0: was getting ready to say, that was in your bio,
1: leadership development, yeah. yeah. People leave jobs because of the people, not necessarily because of the job. Thank you for right, pointing that out. Right, they, right. I made that connection. Wow, good. <laughs> but the leadership was just, it wasn't good leadership. And I I reached a point where I decided I didn't have to put up with this anymore. That on top of, I was a mom. I wanted to be available for my kid. Um, So I just really wanted to be um, happy and healthy in all areas of my life and not go home stressed out every day. And then every day I'm driving into the office and I could feel my stomach start to churn up as soon as I was about to make that turn.
0: Right, right, I mean, and then that happens or either um we delay more and more getting up our time with rising, you know every day, you know, we're not as uh, jovial or happy, you know, with making that trip into the office, you know that 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 time becomes more extended, you know, with each day or with each month, then goes into months and a year, or whatever, and you're just like, oh, okay, you know, so at that point, then what was next for you after that like you started looking into contracts or you well i mean what was the next step after that
1: well with the private practice um as a therapist a lot of the income is from insurance companies so you know there's a Mm. there's a process you have to go through to get credential panel with the insurance companies and then this was the other side kick just the 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 part of the problem and triggered to my next pivot was if you're familiar with insurance companies, they tell you how much they're gonna pay you. They don't care how much you feel your services are worth. They say this wow. is the fee we're gonna charge. We're gonna allow you to charge us and that's all we're giving you. So essentially it, it felt it felt somewhat devalued because They didn't care about my experience. They didn't care about the value I could bring to my clients. They just said, Erica, we're going to give you this amount of money. Hmm. That was, that was a lesson in itself. Now, don't get me wrong. I still in my practice accept insurance because so many of my clients financially. And use use that. But I realized I needed to build something outside of insurance.
0: Right. So then as a business lady, like you said, you know, you didn't have or didn't learn the business side when you were in school, because that's just not, or was not a part of it, at least um, back then. So then as you went along, of course, there were some, um, I guess, um, there was some, it was a learning curve. And there was a few things that you probably had to what, what they say trial and error go through trial and error because you didn't know what you didn't know mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. or whatever so um how important was it for you or how did you at that point build in your training your coaching your mentoring because you and I of course met we we just met um well it's been it's been probably at least two years now I think but we met in um it may have been in a Facebook group but it was through the connection from a coach or whatever yeah. from yeah. that group but So I know at some point, obviously you had incorporated that and been doing that and which is what we also, I like to also share with the boss ladies and letting them know that there is um, help out there or other training or whatever. It's just not you being on the island by yourself. I know when we are working from home or at home or when we are in our little shell and we are focused on whatever, you know, you don't think that, oh, I can reach out to so-and-so. I can go here or connect. It's easy to connect now with social media. But when we started out back then, there was no social media or whatever. So I know I was traveling to get my coaching and to go to the business mentors and the training because it wasn't even trapped. It was not training in this area in the DMV um, that I knew of at the time. So um, I was traveling outside of that. So for you, when was it that in order for you to keep going and, you know, and to not... um, have the setbacks or be stuck or whatever, when was it that you incorporated the training portion or realized that, okay, I need to do the coaching, the, the mentoring or the training? Or what was that connection for you?
1: Yeah, I think the connection for me was when I totally stepped out of my comfort zone and decided to add something in addition to the practice. And that was the coaching piece and, and okay. serving as a trainer. So when just with the practice and serving as a and just, just solely in my role as a therapist, I would connect with other therapists and we would talk with each other about how our practices would work and best practices and you know, it wasn't a lot of mentoring or coaching in that arena because they didn't know any more than I did, right? So we, we bounced ideas off as much as we could, but then when I realized it was time for me to step outside of my office and do something different to 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 pivot and add additional services, that's when it really became apparent, I have no idea what I'm doing.
0: I right. really <laughs> need
1: someone <laughs> to guide me and to show me, because it got to the point, I, I'm I, I I can learn things very quickly on my own. And YouTube is amazing. Everything is on YouTube and everybody has a freebie that you can download. And I I feel pretty good about the amount of stuff I taught myself. But then I got tired of having to figure everything out on my own. And that's when I said, okay, you know what? It's time. It's time for me to connect with other people um, rather, it's those who are on a similar journey or is someone who's way ahead of me and can shed, shed some light on my past so I don't trip and fall as much as um, I have been. So that's became when I realized I needed a coach. I needed to follow someone. I needed to be connected to someone who can you know, really help me get clarity in my vision and create a strategy to implement it. Right.
0: Um, because, again, now even with that, you said a few things there, because we can be spinning our wheels to be spinning our wheels for a long time, you know. And again, back then, before coaching, as we know it now with the coaching industry, you know, we did think tanks and, you know, because I remember even with my business or whatever, um, I had a think tank. And then I mean, because I wanted to still be in the. I guess the area or the hub of other business women or other business owners, period. Because it wasn't just then a, a thing either with segment and business, um, um, women in business, but it was just being with other business owners, period. You know, so those who were on the same path of the journey and it's like us just talking some things out, working it out or whatever. Um, but then it, it came a point in time when you are just spinning your wheels, you're spending money to be spending money or whatever. And like you said, you are, taking the training or you're downloading things or whatever, but you only have but so much time in the day, first of all, you know, and then when you are trying to go to another level, you know, and just not be stagnant or stay in the same place, um, because I was doing that maybe for two or three years. And then I was like, okay, I think I've done all that I can do. Right. It, you know, and it has to be something else. It really does have to be something else. And then that's when I started seeking out you know, so obviously that's what we will say to them, you know, you have to seek it out because all the time it's not going to land or come to you, you know, so if there's anybody who is stuck or going through anything, or it's like now you, you're looking at it like, okay, here comes, I'm coming up on 2021, because now we're recording this, we're at the end of 2020, but um coming up on 2021, it's like, it has to be something different yeah and it is, and it can get you there a little faster because like you were just saying too, I mean you know let's let's work with somebody who's a who, who is a few steps ahead of where I am or whatever, which can cut out some time some time then you're gonna have to there's an investment for that as we know, but at least it'll minimize the impact of your time and it would take some of the I guess the procrastination and some of the other things that happens with us or with the frustration out of trying to figure it out. So that, that was good. Yeah. When you touched on that part. So um, I spoke to, I spoke about us being in 2020 and we know where we are in 2020 and what has happened and occurred. Um, How has that affected you or how did it affect you in your business when that hit? And did you have to make any changes, pivots, Um, during that time was in anything of course because I mean the psychotherapist we have the psychotherapist right here we know that we all had some issues (laughs) we were had issues we didn't know we had when all of this came up whatever so tell us what that was like um, with you obviously now with even serving your population as well as with you internally in your business.
1: It's been a huge pivot Um, not so much in Providing the services, but how I provide the services. So prior to 2020 and everything that's been going on, all of my services they were face to face. You know, people came to my office, we sat in my office. So a very cute, nice office where everyone (laughs) can be comfortable, right? You know, it was just me and them. And then when I went into organizations and I conducted trainings for their team members, for their leadership team, um, for their employees. They either came to my conference suite or I went to their building, once again, face-to-face. And because, you know, I, I value the connectivity in that, um, everything that I do, I really wanted to be engaging and relatable and build a relationship from it. So for me, that's how I define being able to do it, the face-to-face. Okay, can't do that anymore. Right. Everything- virtual so I literally picked my private practice up and shoved it into a computer so all of my clients I meet with virtually just as we're doing right now but it's just you know on a secure portal because we obviously want to make sure no one's business gets out there right, right. and then all of my trainings now are conducted virtually and at first I was so resistant I, I was like no I don't want it. I want my people I need to be connected to my people right, right. so it really did require a pretty big mindset shift to to understand I can still do what I need to do and, and what I do I believe so very well it may look different and I may need to do it a bit differently but the outcome is still there so it's been a pivot in how I'm serving but I'm still giving the goods and I'm still creating an impact that I love to do and It'll be interesting as we go into twenty twenty one. We we won't be doing this for quite a while longer. We are. <laughs> yeah. I don't know yeah. what that's going to look like when we when and if you know. Well, not if when things transition back into the world opening back up again.
0: Right. And what did you notice with the the struggles you know that the um, business owners were having since during this time, and that you had to now um, basically provide your services or training around?
1: Well, business owners, um, they're trying to, they're confused, you know, because they didn't plan for this. So not only as a business, are they trying to figure out how to pivot, but their employees are now trying to figure out how to pivot. Right. So a lot of what I found was that, employees were kind of neglected and kind of shoved out there to figure things out on their own while the business was trying to create a new strategy to work remotely and to still Mm -hmm. keep the money flowing in. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, it became, how do we engage your remote workers? How do we help them take care of their mental wellness? How do we help them figure out how to Mm -hmm. do this new way of working from home life? And then how do we help leaders learn how to manage people who are not in the building? so organizations really had to make that pivot as well um and then even when some of the clients that i work with they're trying to figure it out whether their um their money is not flowing as well as it had been previously or they're you know having to deal with the challenges because of health or the social injustice that's been going that's a lot of pain that's a big
0: thing yeah
1: yeah yeah. Um, yeah Yeah. So everyone's challenged in, in so
0: many different areas. Yeah. And I was going to say so mentally, you know, like it was just like on the scale or on the wheel, it was so many different areas that have been hit, you know, in that area this year until like, you know, it's almost like, okay, it has really caused people to be paralyzed to a certain extent, you know, mentally, you know, setbacks, fear at a whole nother level that you know you could not have even realized or whatever um obviously because we were we were shut in we were shut down shut in you know Um, so it was like it was just a number of things that were going on so I'm sure therapy wise you know that that just opened up a whole new can of issues and a whole new set of issues you know during this time that was just madness um so now that we are Moving into a new year Um, and and our businesses and going yet to another level or place or whatever, you know, coming out of 2020, because like we said, you you, you just said, of course, it's not over and it's going to be a minute before um, it is. What are some things that you can recommend to um, the audience and our listeners mindset wise and mentally? in order for them to be able to keep moving and going and not be stagnant or stuck?
1: Well, I think that first part, the first answer is what you just said. You have to keep moving, you can't get stuck. And I think, especially at the beginning, you know, it's understandable when this first happened, um, no one knew what to expect, no one knew how long it would last. So there was this tennis deal, can they just sit and wait and see what happens? Well, we're kind of at the point where you, you, you can't afford to sit and you wait can't. anymore. Nope. You, you, you can't sit and say, I want things to go back to the way they used to be because that's just that not that happening. So, you know, the first thing I would say is get clear about what your new normal will be and your new normal can be your new normal for tomorrow. And then in two weeks, it can change. So the second piece is be able to be flexible, When we know what we want, when we have a clear vision, when our goal is clearly defined, it doesn't matter if we have to take a detour. It doesn't matter if the time frame changes up a bit. When we have that clarity of our vision and our goal, then we have a confidence to know regardless of what comes our way, we're still going to get there. So Mm -hmm. knowing that, not staying stuck, keeping flexible, practicing self-care you know a lot of times people self-care incorrectly self-care was a mani-pedi and a vacation well guess what
0: (laughs) before that yes yes yes
1: (laughs) it's time to redefine self-care self-care is more than that self-care is recognizing what you're feeling right now and then what you need and then gifting yourself with what you need it could be locking yourself in the bathroom for five minutes it could be in the laundry so that you don't have to dig around for stuff it could be calling somebody or turning the phone off whatever you need taking a break and just
0: sitting there listen and just staring into space I mean just not doing
1: anything because we're so used to moving right seriously (laughs) and and I think that's really an important part is redefining self-care and recognizing what that looks like for us because we're all unique and it's all going to be very very different very different. So with your
0: training, um, I know you have, um, you do vision trainings or what is vision it? I Workshops. vision board workshops. And I know yes. you have one coming up, but by the time this is published or they listen to this, that would be over. But let's just speak to your vision board workshops.
1: Well, you know, I, I, I like to make sure um, when I'm speaking about it that I emphasize the word workshop um, because people have vision board parties and I want right. right. to have fun, but it's about the work. The work is what's going to get you the results. Yes. So, the vision board workshop is really about getting clarity on those things that are holding us back, rather than limiting beliefs, rather than the messaging that people had told us about ourselves that we started believing and started telling ourselves the same lie. Um, it's about what we allow ourselves to see as possible, not letting circumstances define us. It's about pulling out that business that you want, or even if you are currently a business owner, making it grander. You know, you were a, a solopreneur for so long, and that's all you thought you would be. But why do you have to only do it on your own? Do you right. have something else in there? So it's really about being big and bold and. I, I am. I believe that we were all blessed with something special in us, Correct. and it's unique to us. So sometimes being clear about what that vision is is the most important thing. Well, how did this become a
0: thing for you in your business? Because that's interesting that you you know that that is an area that you do with the vision board workshop. So how did how did that even come up?
1: You know, I was dropped. It is the craziest thing. You know, I was, I was in my lane as a therapist in a private practice and the vision board workshop was actually my first foray out of the office. If you want to call it that, this was my first business venture outside of doing therapy. I was driving to a friend's house. We were getting together, a bunch of girlfriends and I'm just driving minding my business. (laughs) And all of a sudden (laughs) I had this vision. Uh of me standing in front of a group of women, speaking to them. And as I'm speaking to them, I see them nodding and I see the emotion coming across their face. And it became very clear to me in this vision that while the work that I was doing one-on-one in my office was powerful, I, I need to go more. I need to serve more. I need to help more. And that's where wow. that vision workshop came into place because that vision was in me, and I knew it was in me. You know, you know when you know something, right? Right. And right. you just hard to ignore it. Right, right. And you keep having
0: glimpses of it, or whatever. Or he keeps seeing it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So I said, "Alright, Lord, I hear you." I'll be obedient. <laughs> and that's how it was born. Uh, I um, think this is our sixth year now. And you really have a great turnout
0: for your, because I've seen the pictures and everything. Yeah. So you have a great turnout for those vision parties. So, and I'm saying that to say, they've been so common over the last few years i know maybe over the last 10 years because a lot of us did them on our own at first at home or whatever you know we would get our little poster boards i'm looking at the one i had up in now for about five years but we would get our poster boards and do the cut out of the magazines or whatever um so we were doing on our own and then at the end of the year you know a few girlfriends as you just said we would get together like oh, okay then let's come together and do it or whatever Um, so it was a common thing, but then we knew too, that for most of us, it didn't go anywhere after that you did the cutout and you had to get together and it was fun or whatever. And it was a thing, but then you still be looking at the same things that you put on there that you cut out and it didn't move anywhere, but for it to have been a thing for a number of years, but yet you still had to turn out that you had it yours and it's an ongoing thing for you now with you mm-hmm. in your business or as a um, functional arm from you, it's obvious that it's still powerful, it's still needed. And we know people have different um, variations of it or whatever or versions of it that they do. So it's obviously that that's effective. You know, yeah. with you and people are loving it, you know, so.
1: And I think part of the work that we do that makes it unique and allows women to come back year after year because they've accomplished the stuff that's been on the board is, after you create the vision board, um, we then create your goals. Because it's cute. It's real pretty. It's cute, real cute. Mm-hmm. Well, now we need to work. The yeah. real
0: work, the real work, yes. And that's what I'm saying. Like after the cutouts and everything, like really, how are you going to bring it to fruition? Like really yeah. make it happen. Yeah, so, so we, we, we will place the link goals. in there.
1: Yeah, because
0: yeah. I know the workshop, this workshop will come and go, um, but we definitely will have a link For them and tie them back to your information so they can see anyone who wants to join in on any of the future workshops they sure can do. So tell us how um, the audience can reach you, give us your social media handles, your website, your contact info. Sure. Well, you can always find me via my
1: website, ericainread.com. And I am on social media at Erica N. Reed, L-C-S-W-C, uh, primarily Facebook and LinkedIn. And I have an amazing Facebook community, Self-Care for Super Women, where we redefine self-care right. so that women, we can get the job done and still take care of ourselves too.
0: Then that's a Facebook group, the Self-Care yeah. for, okay, and what is it? How do they find it? What's the name of it again? Self-Care
1: for Superwomen. Women. Okay.
0: Self-care for superwomen, all right. I have to check that. I don't think I've seen that. I don't know how I missed that, but I hadn't seen that. Okay, and then any other trainings that you offer? Um, I know you do the, um, well, the leadership development consulting, but are there any other trainings that you offer or corporate trainings or anything?
1: Yeah, definitely organizations. I welcome the opportunity to work with them um, as far as teaching emotional intelligence stress management, mental health awareness, communication strategies, you know, those things that you really need to optimize um, the workflow. Productivity and engagement definitely goes up when organizations address these key areas, these soft skills training areas.
0: That's right. Okay. So we're going to head out, but as we head out, you may have touched on it, but can you tell us again, what does worth to wealth mean to you?
1: worth to wealth means tapping into who i am and building upon it, maximizing it in all areas, whether it's financially or emotionally or spiritually. Wealth is what we're we're all worthy of.
0: Beautiful. So i thank you all for joining us for another edition of the worth to wealth podcast and i look forward to seeing you all or to you all joining us in our next podcast. Thank you.